0: So a team is a vital thing. I think having a great team where you can bring on other partners where you are lacking and therefore do a bigger deal, do a luxury memory care mansion that one deal can change your life, I think it's better to be part owner of a deal like that than to have 100% ownership in a little tiny deal that's really not going to get you anywhere. It's going to barely make you any money and it's really going to be a liability for you. Welcome back to Assisted Living Investing with me, your host, Brett schott and I build and operate assisted living mansions. My wife and I own Platinum Resort Assisted Living and Memory Care in Georgetown, Texas. We have used this investing vehicle to create financial freedom for ourselves and really take our time back where we just are working two to four hours a week on our business and not in our business. So as we've been growing our business, we have raised money in several ways. We've raised money from investors, and we've used banks and different types of SBA loans, we've had commercial loans, and I wanna to talk to you today about how do you get ready for bank financing? What things do you need to do to be ready for this? How do you know if you are ready right now to get a million dollar or multi-million dollar loan from the bank? And if you're not ready now, what action steps can you do to get your ducks in a row so that in six months or a year, you can go and structure a deal where you can have a huge amount of a bank loan to be able to do a huge deal and get your own memory care mansion. So the first thing I want to talk about is who is your team? Who are the people, the individuals, the partners that are going to be taking this deal down, that are going to be getting the loan from the bank? Now, is it just you yourself or is it you and your spouse? Or if it's a partnership, if you have business partners, then all of the partners that are going to be potentially signing for this loan will need to go and get pre-qualified with the bank. They're going to want to look at all of their details that we're going to talk through. So it is important to identify who is your team because all of the people on your team will be pre-qualified by the bank. So a team is a vital thing. I think having a great team where you can bring on other partners where you are lacking and therefore do a bigger deal, do a luxury memory care mansion that one deal can change your life, I think it's better to be part owner of a deal like that than to have 100% ownership in a little tiny deal that's really not going to get you anywhere. It's going to barely make you any money and it's really going to be a liability for you. So one of the key components of working with the bank is they are going to lend you the majority of the money. They're going to lend you 80%, 90% of the financing. Most likely they're not going to lend you all 100% of what you need. So therefore you're going to have a down payment and that down payment can come from several different ways. It can come from cash out of your bank account or out of your partner's bank account. It may be able to come from a HELOC. Perhaps you have real estate property that has equity in it, that you may be able to use some of that equity for the down payment. Or perhaps it can be a gift. If you have a family person who has some money set aside, they could potentially gift you that money with a certain amount of seasoning time that you'd want to talk to the bank from. So there's multiple ways for you to get this down payment, but it does not have to come from just one person. If you were listening to this and you don't have the money, it doesn't have to come from your bank account. That is the leverage that we're talking about with the team, bringing on a money partner. You can bring on a money partner, use them as an equity position, not a debt position. They are going to be a partner with you and therefore the money is coming from part of the ownership team. Now that's your down payment capital. So there are different types of banking options that you can use. There's commercial loans, which will really mostly lend on just the real estate. The real property the land and the building they may not lend on all the things you need for the business but there's also sba options and sba 7a is a program that i've used to get a loan from a bank i brought my own down payment into the deal and then they lent me money on the entire deal meaning they lent 90 percent on the land on the building on the furniture on all the ff and e on the interest reserves on the lease reserves they'll lend you a portion 80, 90% of the entire deal. So now you need only 10 to 20% of all of the capital and that's a really great advantage in this situation. So one of the things that the bank will be considering is your experience. What type of experience do you have? Or what type of experience do your partners have? Because again, if you bring a team on, you don't have to have the medical experience, the real estate experience, all the finances. You can be one of those three individuals or you can hire someone who has that experience. So really, there's two types of experience that's needed. There's business experience, and then there's medical experience. And I think that business experience trumps medical experience, meaning that if you have some type of business experience, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work for a company and you are a manager, you manage people, you work with finances and numbers, there's a lot of value in that from the bank's perspective. It is much easier to hire someone with medical experience to get training for yourself with medical experience than to learn all the ins and outs of business and finance and making your business profitable. That's the harder side. So if you have some type of experience, whether it be business or medical, that's usually what the bank is looking for, especially if you're going to get a loan where they're going to be lending on the business in addition to the real estate. So as you are working with the bank, you're getting pre-qualified, you're going through underwriting, you're gonna give the bank several different things. You're gonna give them a business plan. Here's what I wanna do, here's where it is, here's what my numbers are gonna be, and then you also give them your detailed financials, right? your performa, here's what it looks like month by month, through lease up, through construction, while we're stabilized, and then what's it look like in the future itemize expenses for these whole things so these are the important items that the bank is going to consider while they are analyzing your deal they're going to want to look at this business plan and these financials for for really two things one to look at you to look at your experience to look at what you're proposing to do and then two, to look at the numbers what type of income are you going to bring in What's your expense is going to be what is your profit going to be ultimately they want to know are you a risky business are is their money safe are they going to get it back so this is why I think your niche is so important. And this is really why I don't like the RAL, the six bed, the eight beds. I don't think you can reasonably go to the bank and present financials that say, hey, I have a solid business plan. I can afford the great care. I can afford the managers. I can afford to have all of these things that we need for end of life care. I don't think those numbers are really there. So consider what your deal looks like before you start getting into this and you start doing all of these things, You have to have a home run of a deal you have to have numbers that pencil and make sense so consider that make sure you're buying the right deal and then presenting this to the bank so let's talk a little bit more detail about what the bank is going to look for and what they're going to ask for ultimately they're going to want you and anyone who is part of your team to personally guarantee the loan meaning you are signing that if something goes bad if they have to take back the property and foreclose that you are liable personally for that money if something goes the worst case scenario. So usually it's anyone with 20% or more needs to sign to personally guarantee. So that's you, that's your spouse, that's the other people on the team. If they have 20% or more, they need to personally guarantee. The other thing to consider is what happens if your collateral is not high enough, if your appraisal comes back and it's not high enough for the value of your loan, they may ask you to, Put other pieces of property, other pieces of real estate up as collateral. So consider this. If you are bringing on a money partner, someone who's going to help with the down payment money, then you may actually have them for this role also, the additional collateral. If they have to guarantee, not just personally, but also with some type of other asset, with a a rental property, with another business, with another personal property, something that may have to happen for you or someone on your team. So ultimately, the bank is gonna look at the deal from a universal perspective. So what that means for you is if you have debt, you don't have to run and pay off these debt. You don't have to pay off your credit cards or your truck or anything that you have. The bank is not gonna look at you specifically, they're gonna look at the whole deal. What does the business make? What's the cash flow of the business? And then they're gonna look at all of the liabilities of each of the partners. And do you have positive cash flow or negative cash flow? And they're gonna put all of these things together to get a universal number. Can the deal support itself? So one of the things the bank is gonna look at is your credit score. You're gonna get a loan. They wanna know, do you have good credit, bad credit, right? So if you have good credit, maybe fair credit, you should be fine. But if you have bad credit, this may be a deal killer for you. And the same goes for your spouse. Even if your spouse is not involved in the business, You're married to them. They are gonna consider this person's credit. So this will give you time, plenty of warning, to start working on your credit score. Get it up into the good section, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, but everyone on your team, everyone who's going to have to sign for this loan, they're gonna check their credit. The same with bankruptcies. There may be some exception to, oh, I had it 50 years ago. Okay, cool, but if you had a recent bankruptcy, that may be a deal killer for you but i would talk to your lender your bank about that but that is something you should be asking your potential partners when you are going to raise money hey what does it look like for your credit score what does it look like for bankruptcy so the last thing i want to talk about that the bank is going to consider is what is your current income like you're going to have this memory care mansion you're going to build it or you're going to buy it and then you're going to open your business you're going to start bringing in income but there's gonna be a transition period. If you're building new construction, it may be over a year. If you're gonna buy, you may be able to get it up right off the bat, but still a couple months. So what does that transition period look like? How are you personally gonna be paying your bills? Because ultimately the bank wants to make sure that you are successful because you are the one doing this. You are the one they're lending the money to. And if you can't cover your own family's bills during that transition period, then there's an obvious problem. So a big advantage, from the bank's perspective is if you have a spouse that has a steady salary or W-2 income, or if you have a partner who has a steady salary or W-2 income, then you can be doing all the work. They may be the one putting up the money, but the bank is gonna ask you, how are you gonna cover your expenses, your way of life while we're building this, right? So don't run off and quit your job and say, it's my dream to open assisted living. I'm going to do it. I'm putting in my two weeks. No, keep your job, right? Have your spouse keep their job. But at some point, you can quit your job after you've gotten the loan. Perhaps your spouse keeps that job until you're stabilized, right? Maybe then at that point, they can come and join you in the day-to-day business operations. But the bank will highly value a team that has an additional source of income whether it's w2 income or whether it's cash flow from other rental properties or other investments. So as I've talked to multiple different lenders and I've done this myself for my own businesses, I don't actually think it's that difficult to get a multi-million dollar loan. If you have a home run of a deal, if you have a luxury memory care mansion that's going to make $30, 40, 50,000 per month in cash flow, you have a screaming deal that the bank is excited about. All you have to do is build out your team. If you don't have the money for this, then bring on that equity partner, bring them onto your team, right? Find someone who can run this operations company for you or hire that person. But ultimately, if you can get some of these things in a row, then it's not unachievable for you to get a big loan and do a huge assisted living mansion kind of deal. Thank you for joining me on this episode of assisted living investing. I wanna encourage you to do a big deal. Do one deal that is life-changing. If you are not ready for it, then go build your team out. Bring the people you need on board because it is much better to do a life-changing deal and have a third or a half of that type of deal than to struggle and have 100% ownership in a deal that is just going to keep you trapped in your business. So hit that like and subscribe button and I will see you next time.